Our high school guidance counselor used to ask us what you would do if you had a million dollars. Didn't have to work. And then invariably, whatever you'd say, that was supposed to be your career. So if you wanted to fix old cars, then you're supposed to be an auto mechanic. So what did you say? I never had an answer. I guess that's why I'm working at Inatech. No, you're working at Inatech because that question is bull to begin with. If everyone listened to her, there'd be no janitors because no one would clean up if they had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. I'm talking about millions of dollars. What would you do if you had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at the same time, man. We're living in a material world and I am a material girl. Or boy. Well, what about you now? What would you do? Besides two chicks at the same time? Oh, yeah. Nothing. Nothing, huh? I would relax. I would sit on my ass all day. I would do nothing. Well, you don't need a million dollars to do nothing, man. Take a look at my cousin. He's broke, don't do If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, will I buy you a house? Well, I'm right back, Saxon Jackson. Tomorrow, Andrew on the board. SP Futures down 20. NASDAQ Futures down 79. Um, we're heading south here this morning so far, although we were up and down, up and down yesterday and finished almost closed, even though we had a big move in the bonds. Uh, I mean, a, a huge move in the bonds that uh, really you would think the market would have had a 30-year or a 10-year ended up at 4.06. You would think that it participated, uh, uh, precipitated a pretty big move in the market. And at one point, the NASDAQ was up 60. These are the futures. And then they were down 80, then back up 20, then down 80 again. Those are, we haven't seen those big interday moves in a while. Uh, and they're, they were back yesterday, and then we finished pretty much unchanged. So, um, somewhat odd. we have Mr. Kevin? Yes, you do. Good morning. Um, how are you? What's going on, bud? Well, starting to thaw a little bit. Thaw? It's it's thaw. still zero, well, it's zero here and still a 20-mile-hour wind. Yeah, but you know what? We're at the point where, um, let's see, what is it at the moment here? Uh, we are, we are, we are, we are, come on, come on, telephone. Um, it is, uh, well, it's only minus two here, but we're going to go positive today and stay positive indefinitely. So, um, you know, it's, we're, we're kind of on the, uh, today is the, it's all over day, this, this, uh, deep freeze. It's the turn. It's the turn. Is that what you're saying? But, uh, yeah. We're at the turn. We're here. They come spinning out of the turn. Bill George F. Well, we sure as hell, they're not in the situation where we are thawing yet, um, my iced tea in the back of the truck is anything but thawed. Just saying. <laughs> well, don't leave it in the back of the truck. Well, I, where else am I going to put it? Where I want it anywhere with, with me, you know. Well, it doesn't do you a whole lot of good when it's frozen, does it? Um, by about eleven o'clock, it was okay. You can All drink right. some of it, you know. Took a while. Well, so, so you you have that. Um, so you know that's uh, it, it. It's going to be all right. We survived. A um, few people I know have some uh, pipes that don't work. There's a, you know, I was I was actually talking to a guy in my hood, uh, well, in my neighborhood, that interesting guy, real nice guy. He, used to, he played uh, quarterback at Marist and at Eastern Illinois. Good golfer. Eastern Gol- Illinois quarterbacks have done well in the NFL. Yeah. How come they didn't? Well, and his, and his kid got a football ride to Fordham. How wild, wild is that? That's what great. A, what a great school, huh? And uh, anyway, he, he, freshman, he saw a little special teams play, and he... Carried the ball like once or twice, so he was all happy for freshman year. But a uh, nice family. But he he manages some of these older buildings, and he goes, you know, you get down to zero, 
Everything's usually okay. Minus 15, though. Uh, if anything's on an outside wall, you got to worry about water, and you can't count on the tenants to leave it trickling a little bit, and it's always an issue. And I know a couple people that have uh, water that isn't working upstairs, and they're just hoping it thaws without a big boom. Boom. Just well, yeah, that, that's that's a problem. The um, we had uh, we lost power overnight Friday here, and we were down ooh about two thirty a.m. We lost it, and it was starting to get kind of cold in the house. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah by by the morning, but about eight thirty it came back. So uh, um, what I, I don't even know what the problem was. I don't. I'm, I'm assuming it was. Uh, you know the heavy wet snow either might have taken down a power line itself or it uh, took down a tree limb that took down a power line or whatever but um, it, you know that I, I was I was just about the point where I was ready to uh, tell my daughter uh, um, you know pack up your little pets and uh, we're gonna have to go find a place to uh, um, you know find a warm place to be uh, but then the uh, power came on and I was very very happy about that um, how, low did you, how low did you get? 60? Uh, it was probably uh, about 60 degrees in the house, maybe uh, maybe in the 50s. Yeah. That's a, yeah, well, it wasn't great. <laughs> well, the cable was out by odds, so finally she called. And uh, Ewers had a, an issue like in the entire Chicagoland area. It wasn't in a, her little specific spot. They were must have had a problem getting it from the satellite. I don't know. But I mean, they. So it's like 11 o'clock, she called. She goes there to. Are the guys calling about the football? She goes, the thing's ringing off the hook. Okay, okay then. Um, well, yeah. you know, we uh, it, um, the power company where I am is Indiana, Michigan Power, and they are really, really good communicators. Um, they, you know, they start sending out emails when there's, uh, you know, a bad, bad weather forecast. They're reminding people that they have crews on the road. They're ready to go. They'll deal with it, and that's smart. You know, that you're, it's, it's building trust. And you know, trying to uh, let people know that they're on it, so that when you do lose power, you don't have the you don't have a feeling like you know uh, uh, the, these idiots are out there. Uh, not, you know, I have no idea what they're doing. They send text updates. They send you a text when they detect the power outage in your area. They t- send you uh, you know estimated time of recovery. So they do that. I also got one after the power is down. I got one from Comcast or Xfinity about the uh, uh, about their part of the outage. And uh, you know we we had service back when uh, right at eight thirty when uh, when everything came back online with the power and then about two o'clock in the afternoon I got a, a message from uh, Comcast saying good news you're we're back <laughs> good well it's not so know. they aren't quite as on it as the power company but the power company does a real nice job when uh, when a little I, when more I, a little more customer friendly than Camelot Edison you think. Well, yeah, uh, they're very, yeah, they are customer oriented. They weren't always that way, but uh, one of the one of the things I teach in the class is, you know, you you want to build the uh, uh, make deposits in the trust bank. Um, you you want to deposit, you know, you want your customers and your management if you're, you know, and this is for IT people and operations people and anybody because you have to do all kinds of risk assessment if you're going to do a good job with this. If you're going to do a good job as a leader in in the business world. And so what you want to do is you want to make sure that all your constituents know that you have evaluated as much risk as you can and that you're prepared to, you know, you do whatever you can to stop bad things from happening, um, but you also have a plan so that when bad things happen, you are ready to react and you're, and you're on it. 
Um, and so, and and that's building trust. And Indiana, Michigan Power has gotten really, really good at it. That wasn't always the case. I wouldn't have said that ten years ago. I'm not sure I would have said that five years ago. But something changed with them, and they just communicate really, really well. And it's 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 actually I you know I I very much appreciate it. Well, I don't, uh, I don't want to write them a bigger check because of it, but I, I appreciate it anyway. I actually brought in. I was gonna maybe we'll talk about it on Friday for briefly. I brought in my gas bill and my electric bill. And for those who are, I'll say, foolish enough to think that there, there is no inflation going around still, I'm, I'm actually I'm totally stunned. Is the, the price of the gas and the price of electric are like 20% of the bill. It's, it's, it's unconscionable when you think about it. Uh, that, you know, that, that the fees and this and that and the delivery and the, the you know, the, the, well, I'll just read them off on, on Friday, but it's in the taxes and the, Nine one one number. That's on the phone bill. Uh, I mean, it, it's just every everybody just tax on every little thing, and, and everybody seems to think. You know, I, I was uh, I was uh, talking to some people last night, and you, you and you you really wonder what when the perception. We're talking about the city, and I was saying, you know, I uh, lived it my whole life. I love it. I mean, I didn't didn't transfer out of. Uh, you know, to another place at Pullman because I'm, I'm not was leaving Chicago. I'm playing ball. I had my friends here, and uh, and not to mention working here, and uh, but now I'm I'm like I I don't see any way back. It, it, the the incredible dumbing down of what we see and what we expect in our politicians and our schools and everything. How do how do we how do we get like that? I mean, if if our parents would 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 rise up today and see what an eighth grader coming out of a normal public school in Chicago, not one of the magnet schools, they'd, they'd be astounded at, at the lack of whatever. They can't read, they can't write. I mean, not, that's a little exaggeration, but the skill set is, and everybody's okay with it. I mean, even even the, even the the you know, the politics. I don't, I don't really, I mean, I, you know, whether it's Republican or Democrat, I'm, I'm in the middle. I just want somebody who, who somehow can go on a world stage and be an equal and have some knowledge of what What's going on, and has some sort of a, a leadership capability, and, and you know I, I, I don't see it, and, and, and anybody, and, and nobody and nobody else seems to care because they don't even know what I'm talking about. Saying so, you know we, you need somebody who can impress other people and, and act like they're the most important man in the world, which they really are. Nobody has any they, they, the, the whole concept. Of, I, I just I, I feel like everything I say is on total deaf ears. They have no idea what I'm talking about. It, it, it's like what do you mean? It's like picking the quarterback or picking something. I mean, it's it's not. <laughs> We're talking about somebody that can change history every day. You know, if they screw up or or don't or or if they do something exceptional. And I don't I don't I don't. Is is it maybe is it just because I I, I do this show with intelligent people and I try and learn as much as I can, or, or the listeners keep me on my toes or what? And I'm not the, I'm no genius, but I look at these guys. You you can't have these kinds of people put them in a position of. Uh, I don't know, I guess I'm a child of my mother. She said, you know, she worked at a bunch of different firms. She says, I'm so tired of people getting in these leadership positions, making all this money, and when the place, on any given day, you don't even need them. It runs themselves. The place runs itself with all the other people. And once in a while, you need you need a breath of genius from somebody that you're paying every day to get it, and you find out they don't have it. And... She's talking about like regular businesses, not countries, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. 
and, and, and she's right. You don't, you, don't, you don't pay a president or a CEO or something to do the crap every day. That's what other people do. You're supposed to hire the right people and let them do what they're supposed to do. But every once in a while, there's, there's, a, there's something that goes wrong or something that goes right that you need the guy or girl, and all of a sudden, they got nothing. What are you paying them for, exactly? Right? Um, uh, charm. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't have an argument on that, Tom. I, I think, uh, you know, we, we really do, uh, do need people who can, can rise to moments, uh, is, is what you're really talking about, because there, there's a lot pre, uh, presented there. And, you know, to some extent we get them, but... Uh, you know, but but I, also, I'm one of these. I'm one of these. We also, we also have a system that seems to be really good at uh, um, at identifying and electing abysmal people. Well, I, you know, I, I used to one of, the, uh, one of the most amazing learning processes for me on, on, on an amazingly small scale was the uh, the CBOE stuff I did, and it, and, and somebody would uh, get up at like a board or a you know membership meeting and he'd say something intelligent. Usually it was a he. There weren't very many ladies. There were some. He'd say something intelligent. Somebody'd say, "Gee, Andrew should be on the board, man. Oh man, he he look at what he just said. He's deep. He's deep." Yeah, and I said, "Andrew hasn't let the door hit him in the ass at three twenty in the in the ten years I've known him. He's got to get home to do something. How 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 is he going to provide anything? Because anything you do in this world is is what twenty percent intelligent and eighty percent sweat." I said, you you have to you have to sit through, and they actually had a a uh, you know piggy move up sort of thing. If you were somebody who was maybe up and coming, this was unofficial, but it, you know it was pretty close. Unofficial was uh, if if you looked like you actually wanted to participate and applied for a committee. After a couple of years, you'd be on a, a lo- kind of a lower lower level committee. You'd be on floor mm-hmm. officials, or you'd be on something. And if you made any kind of a mark there. Uh, you might be on two committees. Okay, now if you were really something that everybody sort of knew about, that did a lot of work and was special, you might become a vice chairman of a committee there, and all of a sudden you're on three committees. Well, the minute you began, you were on three committees and became a committee chairman, you were you were board material. But that was a that was a ten year process, and we're talking about a place like the CBOE. We're not we're not talking about the U.S. government and president, but there there was some sort of process of of knowledge, dependability, and ability to do the work that somehow crept you toward the top. Didn't make you a genius or whatever, but it, but it, it sort of proved that people thought you participated. You not only participated, but you contributed. You participated. And oh, by the way, when when somebody had to go up to membership at you know some night and uh, go through a late breaking uh, application, you were the person that said, you know, I'll I'll do it. I'll take the later train. Well. Not many people, not many people at all out of, out of the whole place. There probably were 20 people you could count on to do that. It's, it's not like the people were idiots. They weren't. They Maybe they had other lives. They, they, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe they went every night and went skydiving or something. Whatever. Maybe they did something a hell of a lot more fun than I did. But the, but the point is, some people you can count on and some people you can't. And some people contribute and some people don't. It doesn't mean they're dumb. It doesn't mean they don't have any good thoughts. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and I see these people. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying, and it, it it really you're what you're talking about is um, is, is people's inclination. But there's also this attitude that says, "What needs to be done? What do you need me to do? What can I? You know, okay, something needs to happen. 
let me roll up my sleeves and join in, whether it's as a leader in that uh, role or whether it's as, um, you know, uh, just someone on the team. It, do it doesn't matter. What you're really saying is, ultimately, leaders are the one that says, what needs to happen today, let's make it happen. Well, yeah, and the and thing that rouse me a lot, especially because one of my nephews is kind of guilty of it, nice guy, but he's a, is everybody's job in the world except yours is easy. And everybody else in the world is overpaid except you. Did you ever go to the, uh, <clears throat> there was a little bar in South Bend. I went there a few times. They had a fish fry on Friday nights. We used to go there on Lent sometime. I don't know if you were ever in that in that group. What was, what was the name of it? Oh, I don't know. I know they had a pool it table. It wasn't Albert's, was it? No, no, no. It was some other place they had a pool table. I remember. Some oh, Samaris. No, no, no. Some other joint uh, was was not one of those because those were my frequent haunts. This was on somewhere the other side of town, and but because they had a fish fry on Friday, we went there. And I remember one night because some guy was shooting pool, which I always was doing, and a guy, a little fat guy, he whacked, he whacked, he broke. He hit the ball so hard on the break that the that the object ball and well two object balls and the cue ball all left the table. I'd never seen that before. I'd seen one, maybe two, but three balls left the table. So hard the guy hit the thing. <laughs> have you ever seen that? <laughs> anyway, no, I I have not. It's called a scratch. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, it was, it was on a wall. There was a poster. that said, "Just remember, everybody else in the world except you is overpaid." <laughs> and, and you know, you get this feeling that you know. Real estate people make too much. By the way, have you ever gone through a real estate transaction from start to finish? Well, no. Do you have any idea what the real estate person pays for in terms of the advertisement and the pictures and all that stuff? What does that have anything to do with it? Well, it has a lot to do with it. <laughs> they're, they're, the person who lists the place doesn't pay them up front. Um, they, have to, they have to put this out of their own pocket. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I mean, somewhere along the line, you, you have to... How does everybody, everybody thinks everybody in government is making way too much money. And yet, if you actually have a job in government, be it the state's attorney or, or just, uh, you know, even, even, a, even a secretary of state, you're, you're helping people with driver's licenses all day long for eight hours. It's, it's, not, it's not the easiest thing in the world. I mean, I, 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 my hat's off to Anybody who does a good job anywhere, Kevin, I think is, you know, it's hard to do a good job. Whatever it is you're doing, I think. I'm damn near heroic. Yeah. Um, so anyway, what do you what do you make of uh, the well the, the where do you think it's been, it's now Wednesday where do you think the NFL came out on this uh, this game being on uh, whatever Peacock Plus or something? You know, I never I never went back and looked at the ratings. Um, here, you know, let's let's look at it from the uh, standpoint of, um, of of NBC and Peacock and what they're hoping to get. Because um, Russell mentioned this yesterday, how many people went in and immediately canceled the uh, the subscription uh, as soon as as soon as it was over, and and that would be a lot. Um, so uh, you know, what are they really hoping? Well, there's there's a certain subset of the uh, uh, population that they're kind of hoping will um, just sign up, and then they'll forget to cancel, and they may get a few months out. They may be indefinite where they're just going to keep collecting the, the fees automatically for it and so that's fine but that's not you know that ultimately it, it's nice when you, you pick up some extra money like that as a business but that's not what they want to sell um, what they really are hoping I am sure is people are going to take a one month subscription just to see some games and then 
Um, they're going to see everything else that Peacock has to offer, and they're going to decide, hey, this is great, this is worth it, I'm going to keep the subscription. It's not the reality of it in many cases, but they'll skim off some of those. So that's what they're hoping to get out of it. Um, what is the NFL hoping to get out of it? The NFL is just getting paid by NBC, and so they're doing NBC's bidding on this, this little play to try to get more subscribers to Peacock. So that's what they get out of it. I don't think, uh, you know, I don't imagine that the ratings, you know, I, I don't know if they were half of what they would normally be. If they were 10% of what they would normally be, I'll, I'll have to see if I can find that information because that's really ultimately from the NFL standpoint is, you know, how, what did they lose? What did they lose? In well, did you think, do you think but, NBC... But is everybody going to watch the NFL this week that didn't get to see that game? They probably won't lose a damn thing out of that. Well, the what do you suppose the the bottom line was in terms of uh, getting the <clears throat> six bucks from some people? But by the way, there were some heavy threats toward bars and stuff that if somebody, you know, hooked into it from their laptop or something and did a bar, they were, they were talking about twenty five thousand dollars fines. Now, now, who gets to give somebody a twenty five thousand dollars fine except a court? I have no idea, but that, that you know, that's an. Oh, article. but yeah, they would have to sue. It would take time. I, uh, you know, you could because because uh, because what you're going to do is their, their contract, their agreement. You know, the part where you click, I agree, without reading it. Uh, their agreement probably says that they won't resell it, rebroadcast it, or use it in any commercial uh, way. So, so now you breach the contract, and that just becomes a uh, you know a civil court issue. Well, I, I, I and, and I'm sure they specify in there what the fines are for doing that so that they feel they have the right to collect it. Now, it doesn't mean the court is going to award that much, um, but it's their threat. Well, the Of course, they have the attorneys and the uh, budget for, set aside for that so that they have deep enough pockets to make it um, a miserable experience for anybody who gets sued. The uh, What do you suppose, the if you had a guess, what do you suppose the numbers are of the, the six bucks in the till versus the advertising discount you no doubt have to give? You think that, they're? You think they're? That's, they're, that's they're plus not, or minus? That's not the financial play that they're making. It, you know, I'm, I'm sure they want to recover as much of that as they can with subscription fees, but they're looking for longer term subscriptions. I uh, just from from talking because to because re remember they do show a certain amount of other sports on uh, on, on Peacock too, uh, or Peacock uh, Peacock also. Um, so you know that that's. That, you know, they want people to say, "I like your coverage. I like what you did. Um, I know I'm going to get a whole bunch of college basketball this way, uh, so maybe I'll keep it for the college basketball." And I don't know, but I'm sure that they were advertising because they had the sports junkies were the ones who would subscribe to it, or the hardcore fans of one of the teams. So I am sure that they. Uh, I didn't. I didn't buy it, so I, I don't know this for a fact. But it, at least if I were in their situation, I would have been plugging every sporting event. That well, I, there's, there's. This is so funny, Kevin. When you when you make these kinds of conversations, actually, when you talk about anything, there's like eight layers at a chessboard. I was at some people's home. Uh, Audrey sold these people a house. They became good friends, and uh, a couple of retired teachers. Really, really nice people. Um, so we. We go over there, and, and a dude has got. Uh, he says, "Well, I'm, I'm, you know, what do you call it when you leave this? Ca you leave the cable. I'm disconnected, or wherever the hell he is." You plug it, yeah. And, he, and uh, so he says, "Well, we can get the first game on." Uh, he's got Hulu. He's got Netflix. He's got this. He's got that. And he says, "You know, I just, 
I think I might have had this peacock at one time. He goes, but I, I really don't want another one. I've got like five of them. You know, I don't, I don't need another one for another game, or I don't need, I don't need a uh, prime, and I don't need apple something something. He goes, right. I've, I've got. You've you've heard me say it. Yeah. They should pick one. But you know, you know, you know what's, what's funny? Streaming <laughs> I want to do and do it. You know what's and funny? If that's, if, well, if that's Peacock, do Peacock. If that's uh, Amazon uh, Prime, pick Amazon Prime. But pick one because people are not going to go chasing around to different streaming services just to get NFL games. Well, you know, and, and the funny part is, people people get out of the habit of the guy. The guy's a smart dude. I tell you what, he did some did some really nice stuff with like the bar and the table. He did himself, and I'm sitting there going, "Guy, this guy knows what the hell he's doing." It was really nice, but he uh, he starts going to the Hulu to get the first game, which was on what, Channel 5 or something? So he's got you know, all these things tied into this beautiful TV on the wall. I, I, asked, I, asked, I've asked, I asked everybody this really simple question. They said, well, why don't you just start out with an antenna? Well, what do you mean? I said, well, you, don't, you don't need Hulu to get Channel 5. <laughs> if you got an antenna, you get like 20 stations right there. And by the way, the re- and he goes, I don't think the reception's as good as the reception's better. It's coming right off the air. Uh, you know, instead of having bounce in three different places. But I ask everybody who, who disconnects, all gets their, I'm going to say their regular stations, out of some service. Why don't, the first thing you do is put a little antenna in the attic. What's the point? What's, what's wrong with this? I don't, I don't get it. Or, or I just throw, I'm going to show my age. Way too easy. You know, the, uh, anyway, but uh, let's, let's go to break. But I'm, I'm kind of curious because, pe- you know, people are so all over this. And uh, I don't know if they're pushing the gambling part where they're, I'm I'm really stunned that NFL networks uh, that if you, if you buy that service you don't get these games. Yeah, that again, pick one. Yeah. Just pick one. SP Futures oh, down okay. sixty. I'm going to drop off. I'll be back on in a few minutes. All right, SP Futures down sixty. We'll do the full traffic and weather and sports then. SP Futures down seventy. We're leaking here, but not as much as you would expect with the with the uh, uh, interest rate move yesterday. We'll be right back, Stacks and Jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox. The control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with relevant trade ideas, and equips you with cutting-edge tactics you don't already know. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on pursuing life, luxury, and happiness through sports, fitness, travel, food, spirits, music, and a whole lot more. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. Companies that join the Cognos HR family are better able to manage healthcare costs, enhance benefit offerings, and improve employee satisfaction by leveraging our access to Fortune 500 benefits. 
Our innovative onboarding and payroll technology, along with our constant attention to detail, enables us to provide the highest level of quality service to our clients. Now, your time and energy can be focused on generating business and increasing your bottom line. We'll take care of the rest. For more information, call us at 630-401-8810 or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. Cognos HR, innovation and human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Hello, this is Tom Howell, the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such, is how the fluctuation in the American dollar and the associated politics is affecting your investments and your wealth. It may not be enough to make some money in your investments. You may need now to make enough to exceed the amount that your leadership is depreciating the value of the dollars you've worked your whole life to accumulate. That same leadership has seen fit to maneuver risk-free interest rates to near zero. Providing positive risk-averse returns in a zero-interest and declining real-wealth environment is by far the toughest assignment I've ever had in my years as a money manager. I'm sure that a lot of you have heard that one way to possibly deal with this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold, the idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I've always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I'm not so sure. But I do know that if I did invest in gold or silver, I'd want to do it in the same manner as we do with PTI for investments in the market, with defined risk. If you feel the need to invest in gold or silver, we can do it using the same strategies that we use for our protected index program. No matter what you invest in, we feel that you need to know and control your risk. Find us at PTISecurities.com. That's PTISecurities.com. Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now. Hello and welcome back to Jacks. I'm Tom Andrew on the board. Uh, S&P futures are up, I'm sorry, down 15. NASDAQ futures down 70. Dow futures down 115. Individual stocks in the Dow. Uh, Caterpillar down 3 bucks. Uh, Boeing down $1.12, under 200. Boeing's been getting whacked. I mean, it's a uh, 737 uh, Max 9 thing. Is uh, I uh, hope, hope, hope I am wrong. I think it's a bigger problem than they're saying it is. I have a feeling it has something to do with stretching that fuselage, but I, I don't know. I'm not an engineer, but I've seen I've seen something like this happen before, and I hope it's not the same thing. Just saying, just saying. Over in Europe, and the idea that it's just a couple of drunk people not putting bolts in in that, in that section of the plane, I don't I don't buy that for an instant. Uh, I'd have to be sold on that. DAX down 153, that's a full 1%. FTSE down 128, 1.7%. Uh, CACARON down 80, that's 1.1%. So, Andrew, how come you're not over at Davos with all the big shots? Just saying. Let's see if Russell's over there when he calls in. If he calls in from Davos, we'll be able to tell on the machine over there? I don't think so. Nikkei down 141.4%. Uh, this is a big one here, though. Uh, Hang Seng down 589, 3.7. Uh, 15,276. I, I never would have thought those guys would be down that low. And it, looked like it doesn't look like they're, they're gaining there either. Shanghai down 60. This is a five-year low. Uh, they're down. That's over. It's 2.1%. Uh, they came in with the GDP was a little less, but they're, and they're also going to start giving people the uh, unemployment rate for for uh, young males again. We'll see how that plays out. Yesterday, the Dow was down 231. S&P down 17. Nasdaq down 28. Actually, the futures came back somewhat near to close, but because we were down a lot more than that. Uh, bonds today. Uh, we're actually unchanged at 4.07. That's been a big move since we were 3.92, like maybe four days ago. Uh, the bond up three basis points, 
Japan up two basis points, 0.61. Oil down a buck 28, back down to 71.12. So much for the breakout at 74.50. We thought it had break, broken out, it broke right back in to the range. Uh, Brent uh, down a buck 19, 77.10. Natural gas down 13 cents, 276. That's way under three bucks now as the country is about to heat up again, I guess. Arbob down two cents, 209. We've got gold, which got clobbered yesterday. Uh, with the with the rising dollar, it's down to two thousand and thirty bucks. Still in the mid two thousands, but in the low end of that range. Silver down eleven cents, twenty two ninety eight. Copper unchanged three seventy six. We got Bitcoin uh, down five thirty three, forty two thousand six fifty five. Still high, but below the forty six thousand high by almost ten percent now. Uh, the U.S. dollar. This is what was interesting yesterday. It made a massive move to the upside. Today it's it's flat against the euro, but at one oh eight seven, it was at one oh nine five, and the British pound. Uh, is, is actually up a little bit. Dollars down against the pound, 126.8. Uh, again, down before it was. And we got traffic, weather, and sports. A lot of stuff going on here in the markets. All right, and it's Wednesday, January 17th uh, at 6.40 a.m. here in Chicago. Starting off with just a little bit of sports. Uh, we have a win from the Blackhawks. Blackhawks won over the Sharks 2-1, while the Coyotes lost to the Flames 2-3. Over in Chicago, we are uh, we are finally heating things up just a little bit. We are at five degrees right now, but we're gonna move up into a high of 20 today, uh, much better than our ones and zeros some days past. And over in Phoenix, they're doing a lot better. They're at 45 degrees. They got partly cloudy skies. They're gonna have a high of 69 today. Now, finally, for Chicago traffic, uh, looks like only a little bit of slowdowns if you're coming in on the inbound. Excuse me, make sure I got this right. Yep, that's right, the inbound Stevenson, right around near Central Avenue. And it looks like we have an accident a little bit off of the, uh, in, let's see. There we go, right off of the Eisenhower, an accident at Cautioner Avenue. Uh, but that doesn't look to be causing too many delays around it. So uh, other than that inbound Stevenson, it, roads are looking pretty good today. That's all I got. Back to you, Chief. Do we have Mr. Kevin? back now. I'm driving. I'm driving on my way to Davos. Can I get there in the car? Um, I don't know. You might have to go like through Newfoundland or someplace and get a ferry. <laughs> Just saying. Hey, I got my animal story of the week. Uh, we have, I have so many people that want to listen in on, uh, and, and, or not listen in, but know the story on, uh, on Russell's uh, little little uh, Frenchy dogs. One, The one that he, he watches and the one that's supposed to die refuses to. Uh, one of the ladies downstairs works in uh, the, the bar in the building. Um, let's just say she's sort of a wild child, Kevin, but uh, but she's fun. Um, just gets married again to some guy. She's got four kids, right? But she is a pretty high-end vet tech where she, I don't know if she's an anesthesiologist or what she is, but she's high up the chain, very, very bright, but, you know, a little wild, but, but fun as hell. Well, she has, of course, since she's a vet tech, she accumulates not only children but like animals, right? So she's got like four or five dogs, a couple of a couple of cats. Had a snake, but the new husband finally put his foot down and said the snake's got to go. So they got rid of the snake. There's only room for one snake in this house. Yeah. Well, plus he, his his cage was in like the bedroom, and he was like a three foot boa or something, growing. Anyway, but she has two tortoises, one of whom was like seventy pounds, and he just hangs around outside in the garage and. Eats grass and you feed him lettuce. If you give him some kale, he's all he's happy as all get out. And he just wanders around and he's no problem. Well, of course, as cold as it is, now they decided it was too cold in the garage for the guy. I know he's gonna 
he's going to make it to about 110 pounds, and he's going to live about 120 years. So she's talking about her, maybe her great-grandkid is still going to be taking care of his tortoise, which is, you know, a little odd for me. <laughs> so the bottom line is, the tortoise is getting cold, right? So they, they have to bring the tortoise downstairs, but he's 70 pounds. So the, the new hubby, nice guy, he's a, a construction worker guy, pretty strong. He has to carry the tortoise down t- downstairs. So he picks the, the tortoise up, and the tortoise is like, whoa, got legs are legs are out moving, heads out moving. What's what's going on? He, what is this? What is this? They take the poor guy down the downstairs and put him in the downstairs bathroom. I said, how's that going out? She, well, he's busted all four walls. He doesn't want to be down there. I'm going, that's just swell. <laughs> it, 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 it's stunning how people do some nice stuff and you end up with a, what would you guys do with a 70-pound tortoise? I mean, they don't bother you. I mean, it's not like they, they just, he comes out of the garage and he wanders around the yard, doesn't go anywhere, and just goes back in and sleeps and goes out and eats. And <laughs> he's happy being a tortoise, whatever they do. But it, it, can, can you can you train him to do anything? Go I, walk I, on a leash or you know whatever. I mean that you know. He, they, you know, he moves pretty quick. I've seen films of him. It's not like he's you know he's you know he's like a foot an hour when he wants to get from a spot to spot. He's you know he's not like as fast as you or I walking, but he's not not so slow. <laughs> What would possess anybody to bring this poor guy home? I was like, oh god! But he's happy, evidently. I don't know. What, what do you got to do to be happy if you're a tortoise? I don't know. I said, does he need a girlfriend or boyfriend? Even know if he's a guy or a girl? I, I don't. Know. <laughs> anyway, just I don't know how I would check. I don't know how. I, yeah, I don't know how I would check. Um, what'd you make of the uh, the Iowa stuff? I mean, uh, I uh, I've heard all come. Well, the one guy dropped out, right? The the uh, rap- yeah uh, yeah R- uh, Ramaswamy dropped out and endorsed Trump. Um, gave, gave a speech on his behalf in New Hampshire last night. I, uh, boy, I just can't. I, I don't know. I just can't even. Can't even conceive of that. I have to get my utter citizenship between now and then. But uh, well, you know, here's here's there's a couple of things of interest because uh, Haley pulled up to number two in the polls, but then lost not by a big margin, but. Uh, but actually, DeSantis finished second. Um, Haley will probably outperform DeSantis in um, in, in uh, New Hampshire. But where there's where she's going to run into a problem is then they go to South Carolina. That's her home state, and she's probably going to get trounced there. And I don't know, you know, if if you go to the state where you were the governor for several terms and you get beaten roundly, I don't know how you can continue. But it seems to me that the whole race between DeSantis and Haley is about uh, who's going to be there if Trump falters, Trump you know gets thrown in jail or something, in some way becomes electable because of all these lawsuits. And so they're really, you know, it seems to me they're just trying to hang on and be there just in case. Sort of like, uh, you know, someone like... Uh, um, uh, the guy from California, uh, uh, the governor in California. I can't remember oh, uh, off the top of my head. I'll take him in. Glavin something something. His first name Glavin or whatever. Glavin Newsom. Did we lose Kevin? We did for a second. Think, moment. Is, uh, it, is, it, is it Gavin, was, Gavin yeah, Newsom? Any, uh, um, yeah, uh, Gavin Newsom. Yeah. Gavin so uh, you know, Gavin, you know, Gavin Newsom is kind of laying in the weeds in case they have to pull Biden off of the ticket. 
I don't think Biden's going to drop. I don't think he's going voluntarily. If for no other reason, he totally loses control over the Justice Department. And I don't think he wants to lose control over the Justice Department, considering the corruption investigations and how, you know, the, the growing mountain of evidence against him for corruption. I don't think he wants to lose control of that. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's going to go. I don't think Jill Biden is up to her you know, ears in this as well. And she's not going to want him to uh, to drop out because I, I think the legal jeopardy for them becomes much more severe if they're not in office. Well, I would agree with that. I, I just, I'm just kind of stunned that we can't find a couple people that don't have these problems. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I am too. Actually, I, I don't, you know, I, I think Haley's got a lot, has things I don't like. DeSantis has things I don't like. But I don't know that either of them has a, uh, um, a, a anything that would smack of corruption in their background. And I do believe that it would be out by now if uh, if they did. Well, I don't I just a... Uh... I, you know, whatever I, uh, and, and, and even in even in Trump's case, when it when it comes down to it, they're throwing a lot of stuff at him, but not a one of them is anything that set smacks of taking bribes or being compromised in any way. They're not throwing that at him. They're just throwing all kinds of you know, well, he, he was appearance, insurrection, all that kind of crap at him instead. Well, he was kind of the, the briber, not the bribee, in all those years. And well, uh, you know, it may well have been, but they aren't throwing that at him either. No, no, they're not. I agree. I mean, I just. Uh, I don't, I'm having a problem with this idea of our idea of democracy. I don't think it's, I mean, it's, it really comes down to, I just read the quote the other day from somebody, I forget who the hell it was, of, you gotta be careful democracy doesn't turn out to be three wolves and a, fen, a hen voting what they have for breakfast. Uh, I was reading, uh, well, of course you read about the Iowa stuff, it was a five below zero, and the, they said the amount of people that showed up um, were absolutely the, the people who showed up were the were the were the mega people, you know. Not everybody, I'm sure, but that you know that they interviewed some somebody did some kind of sample. Now, how good the sample was, I have no idea. The um, virtually in one place he was, every person that he talked to, the election was thrown, or the election was rigged. Everything that this guy talks about that everybody knows is not true. I mean, the whole world knows it's not true, and it, and I. I just I don't necessarily want those people picking my 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 presidential on both sides. Now the, the Democrats didn't even give me a chance to run against this guy. They've totally pushed RFK Jr. into the into the woods. That guy can't get a word in the paper, so they're, they're just as bad. They've decided who their guy is going to be, and they're rolling with it. I but I mean this is this is this is not my idea of democracy, Kevin. I mean, they're not they're not the two best people. As a matter of fact, they're both there to save themselves from going to jail. Well, right? <laughs> I mean, well, what? again, I I don't think Trump uh, would be going to jail at all, or would be facing any of this if he weren't running. Um, I you know. Do you think they would waste their time on that if, if he weren't running? You know, I I don't know. I'm I'm, just, I'm surprised the guy managed to dodge. Well, the, 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 you know, the thing I don't have about him is how the, the people in the middle class or the people who I think are, you know, what used to be the middle class, you know, some people close to me, think that the guy's for them. He, he's never been for them. I mean, I'm not so sure Joe Biden has either. I mean, it's not a question of which what, you got to stay on one subject for at least a minute. The guy never did anything for the middle class. Anytime he saw somebody who didn't have the same kind of lawyers he did, he screwed the guy. I mean, anybody who thinks that, that he's for you, 
I mean, good Lord, get a mirror. Uh, yeah, no, and, and, and that, that would account for, you know, again, like you said, both sides of the equation. Nobody nobody who's running is for, uh, is, uh, for the average guy. Now, you can say which ones, which presidency did more for average people because, you know, you did get things out of the Trump uh, presidency that helped, you know, average families. The, you know, the the um, uh, doubling of the personal exemption saved people a lot of tax money. The, um, you know, at, you know, regardless of what we think of how they measure unemployment, um, it, you know, the um, uh, they measure it the same way all along. The uh, black and Hispanic levels of employment um, and rates of unemployment had not been better. So, you know, if uh, if he's not for, uh, um, you know, for instance, if he if he's a racist, he's not very good at it because uh, there's no uh, there's no the, way he can he can control anything like that, Kevin. I mean, and I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, s- no, there, no, there were there were actually things that they passed during that administration. The enterprise zones were huge. That, that, that all of a sudden stimulated a lot of investment into minority communities um, because they were able to get tax breaks for it. And, you know, where, wherever the tax breaks are, where the businesses are going to go. The, the, the tax, so the tax that, that made a big difference in unemployment, okay, uh, the, in, in minority unemployment, because now you don't have to worry about how you get to work when you don't have reliable been, transportation. When you, you work in your neighborhood. Both, both of these guys put through a, their, their signature bill was an absolute piece of crap. His was the tax decrease, and I'll tell you what, I, I'm all happy with tax decreases. He cut, he cut the tax decrease down, and the idea, but we actually totally cut it down for, for high-end people, not low-end people. Mo- almost all the money came from high-end people and from companies. Uh, why, why are they paying? In, in, in raw dollar amount, yes. However, when two-thirds of the people do not itemize deductions, you give them, you double okay. their personal exemption, you have given them a tax cut. Okay, but you, it's, and, and you've given them a substantial tax cut. But l- let me finish. There's, Tom, you can't argue against that. You can't say that's not true. It is a fact. Uh, okay, here's the problem, Kevin, and here's the problem with everybody, virtually everybody that I talk to. They didn't help you at all. You now, you now just owe more. The, the, you, no, you, you didn't. What are you talking about? I'm saying, you're you're per person. We owe the government 250 grand. That's the deficit. Oh, you're talking. De- you're talking a deficit. Yeah, I'm not going to okay, argue I'm, with I'm, you on that. All right, what I'm saying it, you is, know, it, yes, it contributed to deficit what I, what spending. I, and what uh, I'm talking about and, is, and wasn't necessarily good. The man put through a bill. Regard. The man put through a bill, and he told everybody a hundred zillion times that at the end of the day, this was going to be accretive towards closing the deficit. Some of the stuff I've read lately, some people have done some work on that. And by the way, I'll be on Biden in a second because of his infrastructure bill that was going to save everybody dough. They, they said that the, that the Trump bill over a 10-year period is probably going to cost the tax drops for corporations and so forth. It's probably going to cost somewhere in the neighborhood of $10 trillion, Kevin. 
not zero. Yeah, I, I won't argue with that. I, and, and I don't agree with deficit spending. But to say that average people did not get any benefit they, out of that, you know, at least short term, oh, they did. Okay. You know, Long term, yeah. You're, what, what we owe per person in, in terms of the uh, deficit um, is substantial. And, and yeah, we, it, that doesn't matter what administration's in there. They, they just keep piling it on. But, there. They, but they also don't, you know, this is both parties. They they they're not that they're not stupid, Kevin. They they must know what they're doing to people. If if you were in the forty two thousand dollar range, okay, uh, let's say before COVID. Now COVID was an issue. You might have got some kind of a tax. Yeah, it was a self inflicted issue. Okay, okay. Trump is, okay. is responsible for that as anybody. Okay, okay. But, but I mean, my point is, no nobody looks at the <clears throat> the actual creep and what it does to you because there's levels here of of government. I'll say largesse or whatever. So you have um, fifty grand was the number. Once you get over, was it over forty-two? Your 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 tax rate goes from like twelve percent to twenty-two. So if if you if you blow the prices up to where you give somebody a twenty-five percent raise over four years, from forty-two to say fifty-five or fifty-four, you know their 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 tax rate's going to be twelve percent higher than it was before. So the biggest the biggest benefactor to all this stuff is the federal government. Both parties are are absolutely guilty of this, and and they both know it. They're they're not that stupid. So if that person was making forty two, and I'm not saying he was fat and happy, he or she was not. Now he's making fifty five. His tax rate is now twenty two percent on the margin rather than twelve. And oh by the way, he's no longer eligible probably for Obamacare. And now his his his, his insurance rates are up what eight hundred dollars a month. Tell, tell me how the person benefited exactly. Just saying. That, that last part, I um, you, you need to explain I'm saying a little if, more. Well, I'm saying that the, the once you get over fifty, I think you get no help from Obamacare. Yeah. So somebody who's making forty five actually is in better shape insurance wise than somebody who makes fifty one. So if all of a sudden now you're making fifty one, and by the way, the fifty one is equal to in purchasing power, even less than the forty-five was, you're a stone cold loser. Same same way in, in Ronald Reagan's years. Now he did cut some of the rates down a little bit. I'll say that for him. But the, you had a you had a different uh, rate creep, like every two or three thousand dollars in those days. There was there was all kinds of of levels of taxation. So if you started out in uh, nineteen, and it's not this is not Reagan. It started out in the seventies. You started out in the mid seventies, making seventeen grand. And with all the inflation, 10 12% a year that was in that era, and you ended up with the same amount, and all of a sudden you're making 30 versus the 17 you were 10 years later. The 30 wasn't worth any more than the 17. But your, your okay. tax rates so, are, are now dramatically higher. So, and, and don't think okay, the government so doesn't let, know let that. Let me, let, me, let me ask a question then. Let, let's just say, for example, um, that uh, uh, you you were making more money and you were no more you were no longer eligible for Obamacare. Would doing anything to help fix the Obamacare burden then be a very positive thing? Like, for instance, if you got rid of the mandate and you then allowed people to buy the what had been considered temporary insurance policies, but were kind of the catastrophic uh, type of policies, which is pretty much all that's covered anyway, is you know when you when you have a twelve thousand dollar deductible, um, so you you could buy the cheaper what they used to consider interim plans that would transition you from one insurance carrier to another. Would that help to get the price of the insurance down? Would that help? 
Because that's um, what happened. That's what happened. That was part of the bill. It, what I'm saying, Kevin, it, it, it doesn't matter because you you end up you end up with whatever you do, whatever your programs are, whatever your tax rates are. If somebody's now making fifty-two, which is the equivalent of forty-four years ago, he's he's he his net is way less. Okay, so any inflationary bracket creep is is not good. Yeah, without a doubt. So, so we definitely don't want to do that. We we definitely don't want people to make more money. Then, all right. Well, I mean, if it's is that what you're saying, you want people to make more money unless unless it's worth the same amount. You don't you don't want fifty grand five years from now to be worth forty grand today, and that's what we did. Because the fifty, well, yeah. The, because that, but that that's the inflationary pressure. So, you know, that's a, a whole different discussion of how we got there. And I I am with you. I, I I think you know a whole lot. I mean, it was bad enough to start with, and then when we piled on all of the spending related to um, you know COVID, well, you know relief uh, and so on. And as I said a couple minutes ago, that started with Trump. That part of it started with Trump, and he is as responsible for all those lockdowns and all those COVID mitigations as anybody. He started that. He tries not to, you know, it's he doesn't want to take any responsibility for it now, but that's all on him. Um, and uh, and in many cases, when people started to relax restric- restrictions in some states, he was criticizing governors. He was criticizing governors in Georgia, in Florida. Uh, it's, it's perfect examples of doing that, and he, you know I hold him to- totally responsible. He started that ball rolling. It was just once others like Pritzker and so on got, uh, um, and uh, and Gretchen Whitmer and so on. Once they got their teeth into it, they just ran with it and oh, yeah. wouldn't oh, yeah. give it up. Without a doubt. All right, Kevin. Thank you very much, buddy. Uh, Irish uh, basketball. Am I gonna? If I ever get a chance to watch him, should I? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, right now what they have become, they've gone from not good at anything at the beginning of the season. And I've said all along, they, you know, they, they had 10 new players, uh, basically 10 new players, people who had never played for each with each other or for that coach. They are now a pretty good defensive team and a real pain in the butt for anybody to play. They're still, you know, their offense is fits and starts. They still, have, you know, are pretty challenged offensively. And we may not see that get way better until, you know, until next season when they add a couple of more players. But, um, you know what, they're, they're tough. I, I, I have a lot of respect for the way these guys are playing because they're playing their butts off. And after last season when we had a bunch of guys who were, you know, just uh, abysmal that were hard to like, um, I, I, I like this team. I don't, you know, they're not going to have a winning record, but, um, uh, but you should watch them. I, I, I actually and the, and think the, 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 the program and, and Shrewsbury are going in the right direction. And the portal we trust. Oh, no, I don't think it's going to be that. They have a good recruiting class coming in, and they 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 did a lot of portal, you know, they had a lot of incoming, because they had outgoing transfers as well. Uh, so he had to build a roster this year with uh, incoming transfers. But I don't, you know, they may they may pick up one or one or two um you know, uh, but I think uh, you just gave me in the next season, but it's not going to be a lot, and they're not going to lose a lot because and, you know, unless they lose people out of the freshman class. Because if you take a guy like Julian Roper, who transferred in from Northwestern, he can't transfer a second time without sitting out a year, so he's not going anywhere. 
Um, nor is Kabajai, nor so is should we, know, we should we name taking down that list. So should we name the the show today? Careful, the portal works both ways. Um, no, that's too many words. All right. <laughs> you have, have a have a good trip. But drive drive safely. SP features down twenty one. As if he's down eighty eight. Come back, Mister Russell Rhodes. This self-directed trading is a lonely job. Online trading is not as easy as point and click. No, it's not. Everyone, even professionals, need to share ideas and think out loud every now and then. That's what I like about PTI Pro Direct. Their staff of former option floor traders really helps me choose the right strategy for trading option volatility and plan the time to gain for my covered writing program. Yep, nothing can replace years of trading experience to stop you from making that dumb trade and for saving a few bucks. We've all been there and done that. <laughs> yeah, I have access to all that great trading advice and experience for just a penny a share for stocks, $1 for equity options, and $1 minimum a trade. Our clients at PTI ProDirect can call when they need a little help on a trade or just to talk about the market in general. We trade every day. We love this stuff. That's what I like most about PTI ProDirect. Cheap prices along with great advice from real floor traders. It's the best of both worlds. Tell your friends. That's PTIProDirect.com. PTIProDirect.com. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They're located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of HomeSource Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Stocks and, jocks. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here. Right now. Right here. Right now. Right now. Right now. Well, I'm not back to Saxon Jacks. I'm talking about Andrew on the board. SP Futures down 20, and SF Futures down 83. Uh, do we have the professor? I'm here. Happy Wednesday. Uh, I assume, I just assume you're in Davos. Uh, I am. I am. And, I'm, and the Chinese delegation is doing a terrible job letting people know that, that trying to convince people that all is fine, nothing to see here. In fact, they brought Kevin Bacon along. Uh, and he's got his, you know, he's got his uniform from all the way back at Animal House. Same, really? same thing. Yeah, nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. 
They, uh, they, they, they actually did announce all of their, their, you know, 2023 economic data yesterday in a little speech, and uh, Chinese stocks ain't doing too well after that, no, are they? No, not getting hammered. Um, <laughs> so there. So I'm seeing Becky quick with her gazillion dollar down jacket on, this other guy with his scarf on. Uh, do, we, do I actually believe that these people are outside? Am I supposed to believe that? Oh, I'm watching the blue. I, you know, I watch Bloomberg, and um, they're all, you know, the the two people, two of the two of the people had on those big, thick Canadian coats. They're supposed to cost a whole ton of money that I don't know anything about. And um, then a third person, who's kind of their political person, uh, she she showed up without a coat on or anything, and she looks cold. Oh, all right. Well, maybe they are outside, but uh... so, but 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 what I look for. You know, if if it really is cold there, why why can't we see their breath when they talk? It is I, uh, being, you know. it's not cold. But you, you wouldn't have. Done, you, would you have done this Saturday night here? I'm thinking no. Outside, probably not. But uh, I would if if they asked me to Davos and and I would go outside. Uh, you know, kind of like the dress like the guy that jumps in the lake when it's really cold on New Year's Day each year. I would I would go right I would go right to the bar. And just uh-huh. sit down and watch, and as the people sat down next to me, just talk to them. I bet I'd learn more than you could watch a TV from the guys over there. But the steady stroll of creatures you get at the bar. Of course, if you're, oh, what, what, do you, what, do you, yeah. what do you suppose the martini is? Thirty bucks, fifty bucks? I don't know. Well, do, 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 you, you don't. I know you don't look at Twitter like most people do, but um, Twitter. What, you what's Twitter? What? You mean X? Well, X. There you don't go. look at well now. See now we're talking about drugs from when I was in high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it gets all confusing. Um, but so the the service formerly known as Twitter, um, you don't you don't see my clever tweets every once in a while. Um, so in 2023, an escort for a night in Davos was 2,500 bucks. Guess how much it is this year? Escort for a night? You mean a hookup? Trying to be polite, right, kids, no. you know. People, people driving the kids to school. It's got to be four grand. It's on the radio. It's got to be four you grand. Know. Yeah, how much? Four. Uh, Forty-four hundred. Very good, sir. Ding, ding, ding. Um, yes. You, you know your escort pricing. Uh, from what I understand, um, having never yeah. been there, uh, if you go to like the ranches in Vegas, there's sort of a an uh, a la carte menu. What is what does the forty-four hundred get you? I have no clue. I just I. Um, I saw an article. I was with somebody about something, and I and and I and I heard in passing that all the escorts were booked up already this year in Davos. That's what I heard. So I googled, you know, to to confirm it. I googled, you know, Davos, uh, you know, WEF Davos escorts, and I found an article in the New York Post from last year that said they were twenty five hundred. And an article from this year that said they were forty four hundred. So I posted the two numbers and I said, "Do you think they'll actually acknowledge there's inflation now?" Uh, well, the markets, you know, continues continues to go up. I, I know they do. You know, is the is the the guy Doug guy talking about Southside, uh, mm-hmm. the guy who used to trace uh, how the upper class versus the lower class was doing by the price of upper class versus lower class uh, ladies of the evening. Um, is that guy still alive? I mean, I, I'm not. I've never I don't know. I I honestly have never heard that study before, and I'm so goofy. I, I if I had heard it, it would have stuck with me forever. Uh, but it, this uh, was this was but, ten years ago. He was he was stunned by 
how the high the, the high price ones were going up and the low price ones were going down. It was going the opposite direction. Wow, I, I guess that would be true. Yeah, I mean it's a you know inflation so, is. Mean, infl- you know. I told you I ended up uh, the proud owner of a new battery for my truck on uh, Monday morning. My 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 uh, buddy's out at checkpoint, and uh, so it was like two twenty five, and I go okay, and uh, I said you know these batteries are getting a little pricey. Went along ago that uh, these things were like seventy five hours. <laughs> you go to Costco yeah, and buy one I'm for like sixty, and uh, the guy says, well you know I've been going there a while. He says it's almost four years to the day since we put that one in for you. He says they used to last five six years. Now they last four. I said okay. And he goes, That's I paid. Worse. He goes back four years ago. I, he goes, I bet I paid sixty nine dollars for the battery that I'm taking out. I just paid one eighty for this one. It's the same thing. He goes, maybe it's not as mm-hmm. good. So sixty nine to one eighty in four years. I don't know what that would. It's it's almost what two point seven five times two hundred seventy five percent. Not not the twenty percent our idiots would tell us it's supposed to be right. Yeah. So what is it? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Plus, the I, I thought you were going to start going down the five years versus four years road and, and throw a per year price on there as well. Well, that would, that would make it even worse. But yeah, I, yeah, that's it's I mean. funny. I just was talking to, talking to Kevin, who obviously gets this stuff. More. It's it's very difficult for me to draw uh, a, a full circle around how this inflation benefits the hell out of government, and you can't. I mean, Kevin's convinced, like that the that the Trump tax cut, as it raised the standard deduction for people, helped out the lower and middle class. And and you can't make an argument that on that particular month it probably did, but it's it's such a, in terms of the entire mess of how when people now are are making maybe well, I mean let's say the average person if you look at the union contracts and stuff now that doesn't make it average. People have gotten. I'm going to think the average raise is 20 to 22 percent over a four-year period, and I think the average prices are up 38 to 40. That, that's that's where I am on this, and and a lot mm-hmm. of people seem to be starting to agree with me. Doesn't make mean I'm right. It just means more people are starting to agree with me. Now, if, if that 22 percent bumps you a tax bracket, and also bumps you into a a new if you're doing Obamacare or any kind of an insurance, if it bumps you into a spot where you get less help. You're negative on the whole thing. I'm not saying that. The, 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 oh yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know how, why that's so hard to. And, and, I, and I don't think Republican or Democrat. I mean, we've got essentially two people going to run, whether you like them or don't. One guy's running basically to get himself out of court and, and thinks he, you know, thinks he can run the world as a dictator. And I can't even whatever. The other guy is probably running to save himself from going to court. <laughs> could, 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 could you, in 1965, could you have written a book like this and, and had anybody buy it? It's not what you would have predicted the future of the world. No. You know what? If you had, you know, if you're in the 60s and you look around you and you're going, oh my gosh, we're going to hell, we're going to end up in, you know, some, some sort of, you know, dystopian situation, um, the path to get there might be where we are right now. Are we gonna? We're gonna. <laughs> you know what I mean? I. It's like you, you 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 watch you know sci-fi type movies where you know I don't know the Hunger Games type thing which yeah. is supposed to be way in the future, and you know nobody ever really talks about well how did we get here? 
Well, my uncle. You get you get there through a whole ton of dysfunction, and that's where we're that that that's that's kind of where the world is right now. I just, I mean, I the more you you talk to uh, people that I that I think are, are you know pretty bright, there, there's there's just whole blank parts. Now, of course, what they do for a living is total blank to me. So it's not like, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can talk to a doctor about politics, or not so much politics, but economics, and there's no way the guy's gonna know as much as I do, but. You sure as hell wouldn't want me operating on somebody. Uh, I'd operate on the wrong leg, for God's sake. I mean, the uh, so many, but the people seem like they're totally incapable of understanding what how all this stuff is affecting them. I mean, I mean Kevin was just—I mean, he made the statement, and again, I mean, Kevin's as bright as they come. He made a statement that you saved money by the Trump tax bill, and I said, "No, you didn't." Because now, now your your debt per person is, is three times as high as it was. You're going to end up paying that someday, or, or else. Yeah, no, I I, I, I heard you guys talk about that, and I, and I think you're dead on with that one. That that you don't you know that that you don't realize. I don't think I don't think a lot of people put the two together. That uh, the help that I got, the help that we all got to kind of get through COVID. Um, now we're paying for it, and we're paying for it through higher prices. Well, I used, I used to go in on. Fact, in fact, that's probably how I would try to sell it if I were the government, and trying to be very, you know, being as as honest as possible with with people. Which well, I don't I, know if that's really their strength. Well, I, I talked uh-huh. to. Uh, I was on. I used to go on Joan Esposito's show once in a while, and then I was not invited back. Uh-huh. And, I, and I think the reason why I wasn't invited back is she said one day she goes, "Well, I said something when we have all this debt. That's that's a problem." And she's well, uh-huh. she goes, I don't have any debt. And I said, Joan, like, well, yeah, you do. <laughs> You're a taxpayer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all do. We all do. And yeah. I said, you know, be, be careful because what you're finding in the city and the state, this is five, six years ago, is the city and the state was in trouble. And in the Ram Father's uh, two terms, the first year he put up, he, he increased fees all over the damn place, as you recall. I mean, I maybe don't recall, but... The, the fees he put through were the equivalent of like a 25% tax increase on the fees. I mean, it was on every utility bill. It was on parking downtown, you name it. And, it, and even though he said he held the property taxes in one term okay, uh, then the next person was it, I don't know if he did, did he do two terms? It was Lori Enright, whatever. The, the next term, whoever was there, actually did raise the property taxes like 25%. So in a period of eight years... Your your taxation went up fifty percent, and I was, I was explaining this to her. You know, she's got a very liberal group, and they they almost didn't want to hear it. And I said, and on the federal level, they don't have to maintain at least even the semblance of a ba- balanced budget, uh, like the state and uh, and the and the city do. So you have to you, you pay for it right away. I mean, the federal government. I said, you're a taxpayer. Let me dig it up here. But I think the debt per taxpayer is like is like a quarter mil or some huge number. And she mm-hmm. she goes. Thanks for ruining my day. <laughs> I didn't really mean to do that, but I mean, the the idea that 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 this this deficit won't come home to bite at some point is is I mean I don't the the greatest example of that if everybody remembers uh, everybody's hero Dutch Dutch Reagan right well he put mm-hmm. through, he put through that massive tax decrease when he first came into office right and he uh, and. You know, this is don't, don't worry. It's going to be accretive. It's going to be this and that and the other thing. Well, a year later, they were they were so they were appalled at the at the drop in receipts 
So it was like a year and a half later that he, the, no, everybody forgets this, who's, who's, who's are Dutch fans. The biggest single tax increase that was ever put through, they put through a year and a half after the big decrease. But they didn't go back to the same people. They raised a lot of the uh, employee taxes, your, uh, your, your Social Security and all that kind of stuff. So they made up for it in other ways. So the, the people at the lower end of the spectrum ended up picking up more taxes in the second bill than they, than they made out in the first. Where the top echelon, which, which were paying too much, there was like 70%. The top echelon never, never got the give back that the other side did. So the, um, okay, the debt per taxpayer, that's pretty close, 264000 bucks. Debt per citizen, one hundred and one. Um, okay, that's that's a number. That's a huge number. That's a that's a that's just a sad number, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and I don't I don't know what with what the 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 story is, but I think this year we're actually our our. I mean, I guess I go to that page, but our our amount of uh, our spending is is up. Was it twenty percent from last year? Eighteen percent? Some some number? In the two months already, or you know, it's twelve or fifteen. I'll, I'll dig it up exactly. But I'm going to say that. And and, and Biden talks and about how he's 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 cutting the deficit. And, and who's what planet is he talking about? And what that's pl- a, that that's the thing that that you know drives me a bit bonkers is um, what it, it, I mean. There's always been a disconnect between what is said and what is actually done. Yeah, but it's 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 reached just a ridiculous point. I mean, I, but I don't. Yeah, it's it's just, it where I mean that where they're saying, and it's both sides, where where what they say and what's really going on are there's such a huge disconnect, and if you if you try to call them out on any of that, then you know nobody really wants to hear it, or you're you know you're you're a conspiracy nut. You know, eventually, you know, eventually inflation's going to catch up with all of us, and and that's it. And, and, and I've said on here before that the way that we end up getting, you know, or making the deficit manageable, we're going to inflate our way out of it. Well, it'll be manageable yeah, for them, but not for you, because they're going to pay you back. I, I don't think it'll ever get manageable for us. No. Um, well, to make it a manageable amount is if, if we went through some ridiculous hyperinflation, you know, maybe a quarter mil is not, not all that much to me anymore. Well, the first, uh, <laughs> but that's a lot of inflation, and you know, a lot of pain. Well, just as a as a a number here, the first three months of outlays of fiscal twenty twenty three were four hundred six. We got to do the math here as we go. Four hundred six billion five hundred and five thirty nine. It's October, November, December. All right. So this year it's four sixty nine. So that's up sixty. Five eighty eight. So that's up eighty eight. And 558, which is up 20. So we're up we're 60, uh, 90, say. That's 150. So we're up almost $200 billion in three months from last year. Okay. Um, okay. You know, the, revenues, yeah. the revenues last year uh, were 318. This year, 403. So that's 20 billion, 80 billion up in the revenue. The next month, we're 20 billion up more. So that's. Uh, 100 the next month we're 30 down so we're up we're up 70 in revenue and, and what did I say in the in the the other 200 so we're actually our deficit is 130 130 billion more this year than last year in only three months what the hell we're out of COVID I know. we're out of COVID we're out of and what are we doing 
uh, we're we're propping up the economy. Yeah, I mean we're doing something. And I think uh, I, I saw a stat the other day about about um, one of the pre-recession things that always pops up is um, government government jobs become a bigger percentage of the overall workforce, and apparently we're reaching that point right now as well. Uh, so that that's one of the things that's going on is that you know the the government probably continues to hire people. But how, but how, uh, do, how does a how does Joe Biden or Donald Trump read the monthly treasury statements different than you and me? It's pretty much right. They there. don't. They don't read that. They they have somebody telling them about it. But how, but I mean, you know, where, where's but where but where's the uh, you know? Don't you, you remember what Kerry said uh, a while back? Said you know a billion here, a billion there, and and now you're talking about real money or yeah. something ridiculous Actually, like that. Was, that. that was ever that's Dirksen. what they think of. It's the 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 numbers that you're throwing out there. Um, they're hard for most people to perceive, uh, but I, I think in D.C. Uh, it you may as well be talking about monopoly money. Well, I think at some level, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, you look at, uh, and I, 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 I'm, I think this is true, but I'm not. One of my clients and listeners told me that the lady who uh, who just bought the, the chunk of the uh, Dallas Mavericks, she, she sold her Las Vegas sand stock. Yeah. Um, and this is, you know, this is part of when you talk about people who pay taxes versus people who don't. I mean, if, if you uh, by, you know, you come to PTI or Merrill Lynch. Notice I got them equated there. You know, go to PTI or Merrill Lynch and you buy 1,000 shares of IBM at 100. And now it's 167, say. It's 166.96, but let's round it. Yeah. So if, if you sell it, I sell it, uh, we have to pay a capital gains on 67 bucks times 1,000, correct? Yeah. All right, now, if one of us, uh, I'm not saying we're the lucky one, if one of us croaks... And we, the ki- the stack goes to our kid, or kids, or something. Whoever it is, their basis now is now one sixty seven, not one hundred. So mm-hmm. so nobody ever pays on the sixty seven if you croak. It, it's it's called a basis move up type of whatever basis whatever basis. Yeah. So, so the so the so the, so the lady that. The two, however, however many billion dollars it was, she bought from uh, from uh, Mark Cuban. Was her her dad was involved in Las Vegas Sands? I think I think he died. I'm not positive. Um, and so this money is now hers, and nobody's ever paid. So I'm going to say for her, and I don't know the person. This is absolutely monopoly money. What's all two billion, three billion? Okay, what, what, what does that even mean? The money never was really hers to put in there, which is, you know, everybody inherits money, I guess. Maybe not everybody, but a lot of people do. Uh, it's, you know, but the point is, how how is there no taxes on that anywhere and by well, any person? That's just, the, I mean, that that's just how the laws are set right now. Well, but they're set right by, along, but they're, they're, you and I didn't write that law. Somebody should pay that. Yeah, no, yeah, Absolutely. You would think that, um, and part of it's you know you got to set things up correctly, and the people that have the ability to pay someone to navigate the tax laws, that's the uh, you know that that's the the really wealthy ones. Um, you know they're 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 not 
I, this this starts to get in an area that I've got no experience at with whatsoever. Well, you're. You no, know, I, I I sure didn't inherit anything, and I you know I haven't had to, and I I, I one of those personal finance things that I've never had to deal with, and it doesn't come up in the classroom very much either. But you know the the rule is in place that you can transfer you know inheritance you know resets your cost basis. Well, the uh... and my my assumption is that the the people that have the ear of the lawmakers. Um, are the ones that were able to push that through. Well, you're, uh, you know, and and they continue to benefit it, and that's the whole rich get richer, poor get poorer thing. Your your former uh, uh, speaker of the house from Illinois, not Denny Hastert, uh, uh, was named Rastenkowski. What's his first name? Dan. Dan Rastenkowski. Dan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. D- Dan used to come. Did you ever uh, go to the breakfast at the SIBO when he was? When he came through, no, I I wasn't I wasn't at SIBO that far back. So, um, hey 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 hey, it wasn't that long ago. What are you? Well, dating? I wasn't. What I are was, you? Yeah. You're, you're saying that I'm an old dude, or what are you, what are you telling me here? Just, I just I worked some. I was working. I just worked somewhere else. Oh, all right, I okay. There. You weren't. Uh, I didn't join. I didn't. I didn't go to SIBO till like '09. And uh, so Dan, who was uh, this big Polish guy, Rostenkowski, go figure. Um, somebody asked him, it wasn't me, about capital gains, and he said, you know. This is about the dumbest, dumbest thing we have in the tax law. And then he goes, "Well, no, wait a minute. There's about a lot of dumb things in the tax law." He says, "I don't, I don't." He goes, "I don't get it. If you if you buy a house for a, a year, and you hold it a year, or you buy something for a year and you hold it for a year, and there's been like no inflation, and you sell it for fifty percent more, you get to get a capital gains tax on it versus a regular tax. So let's say it's like half." Mm-hmm. He goes. I don't really quite get that," he said. "Plus, if you if you buy something at a hundred grand, and ten years from now you sell it for two hundred grand, but oh by the way, inflation in the meantime has been one hundred and twenty percent. You didn't make you didn't make anything. You shouldn't have. Why should you pay tax on that? You didn't make a dime in terms of real value. Now, Danny was a smart guy for for a big old Polish guy from the West Side. Uh, mm-hmm. He goes, I've tried to." get a capital gains thing where we just index it based on the CPI. And if it actually, if it's all inflation, you don't pay much. If it's all profit, you pay regular. He goes, to me, that makes absolute sense in the world. Because I've never been able to get anyone to agree with me. Everybody's got their own agenda. They like it the other way. And, yeah. I, and he was the Speaker of the House. People, yeah, you'd think, that, you'd think that he could push some things through if he wanted. But he's like, every, everybody wants the part where if you're, you're if you're in the cap- capable of, of buying something and making money in a year in a stack, paying half as much as everybody else, everybody loves it. They, they, they don't want they don't want any part of the other thing that a year's not very long. And oh, by the way, if there's if there's if, if you know if there's uh, if there's no inflation, you you made the same amount as anybody else. I mean, but he but he he was on. He goes, I'm never getting anywhere with this one. I know it, and he and he didn't. Yeah. No, well, it's uh, you know it's it. I, I feel like it, there are certain laws that are in place that are rich people laws, <laughs> and I've always felt that that was you know one of those in place. Now, you know, I, I've heard proposing that uh, when you inherit stuff, uh, you know, having people pay you know full taxes on on all the different inheritance, and one of the problems with that is then you end up having you know if you inherit something that's not necessarily liquid, you know, like a house or a restaurant or you know or, or, or you know like a physical business 
you might not have the the funds to pay that automatic, you know, that instant tax. We got to go to break, but I got I got a couple of uh, one of my biggest clients of PTI first started, probably our biggest client, who ended up not becoming a client because he escaped to the Isle of Man. It was an interesting story, but he was, uh, and I'll I'll tell you why. Uh, SP futures. Now down down twenty six Nasdaq futures down one twenty so we're leaking. Be right back, stocks and jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading ideas ideas and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know all while exploring how to live your best life through music spirits food sports travel fitness and a whole lot more luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures it's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into wall street's investment gurus it's for mavericks who believe in life luxury and the pursuit of happiness it's for you smart investors don't bet on possibilities they play the probabilities luckbox is 799 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Hello, this is Tom Howard, the Chief. We've talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It's been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may have even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I'm sure you're aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. At PTI, we've always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and tried to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of Home Source Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification, or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Stocks and, jocks. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello, Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tom Howe. Andrew on the board. We have S&P futures down 23 now. As futures down 109 and 110. We're we're, we're le- leaking a bit. Uh, Dow down 146. Uh, Europe was getting trashed before. We'll see how they're doing now. Uh, they're still getting trashed. Uh, DAX down 171, that's 1%. FTSE down 132, that's 1.8%. That's a lot. CAC around down 89, 1.2%. So 
well over 1% across the board there. Nikkei down uh, 141.4%, but they're still like a you know, zillion-year highs, almost. Hang Seng down 589, not so much, 3.7%. Uh, five-year lows on the Chinese stocks. Shanghai down 60, that's 2.1%, so uh, that, not good there, absolutely not good there. Yesterday, Dow was down 231, S&P down 17, NASDAQ down 28. So we were down, but not near as bad as you would have guessed with the movement in the bonds. Now today, bonds are up another three basis points, 4.10. That's high. Uh, Bund up six basis points, 2.67. Japan up two basis points, 0.61. Uh, oil uh, down a buck 69, 70.71. Brent down a buck 62, 76.67. Natural gas down a dime, 280. Uh, gold. It's down 270, 2027 on the lower end of this range. Whether it breaks out lower or comes back up, you know, we'll see. Silver down 17 cents, 22.92. Every time it gets below 23, you almost want to buy it. I mean, when it gets to 23 and a half, that's been the deal. Now, of course, if I did that, it would go the other way. Uh, copper down a penny, 375. Crypto down 560 on the Bitcoin, 42,627. We have the U.S. dollar pretty unchanged today after making a 1% move yesterday. Uh, 108.6 on the euro and 126.5 on the British pound. Andrew, what do you got for us, traffic, weather, sports? All right, it is 736, excuse me, here in Chicago on January the 17th. Uh, starting off with a little bit of sports, the Blackhawks lost to the Sharks yesterday, uh, losing, excuse me, winning. They won, hey, come on. They lose it <laughs> most of the time, they won yesterday. I guess I'm just so used to saying it that way. <laughs> yeah. The Blackhawks won over the Sharks 2-1, to one, while the Coyotes lost to the Flames 2-3. to three. Uh, Over Chicago weather, it's currently 7 degrees. Uh, going to heat up a little bit throughout the day, up to about 20 degrees, and that's going to stick around for a little while. Over in Phoenix, they're currently at 45 degrees. they got partly cloudy skies. They're going to have a high of 69 today. Now, finally, for Chicago traffic. Inbound traffic is expecting uh, some pretty heavy delays from every inbound expressway. Uh, which is some major accidents to note. If you're going northbound on the Tri-State Tollway, we have two accidents almost back-to-back, uh, first of which is blocking the two left lanes uh, right before 47th Street, and the second of which is disabled vehicle blocking the left center lane right before Ogden Avenue. So that is all I got. Back to you, Chief. The um, couple of couple of ways to go here. Let's, let's talk about this first, Russell, if you don't mind. What it seems to me with these dollar gyrations... Uh, yesterday was you know was a big move in the dollar. You started talking about you know one percent in, in a currency. That's a was actually more like 0.85. It was pushing one percent. Those are anybody who if you if you think it's hard to get your arms around the amount of money in the federal deficit or budget, if you think it's hard to get your arms around how much money trades in stocks every day, you know like what you double or triple that. And that's how much trades in bonds, right? And then, but if you if you like go even higher, that's how much trades in currency, right, Russ? I mean, what what's the total yeah. currency traded per day? You know, dollars versus euro versus yen versus British pounds versus Swiss franc. It's it's like hundreds of billions of dollars a day, isn't it? Uh, it's a much much higher number than you know the stock and bond markets. I know that. I don't know a number off the top of my head, but it's like. It's one of it's a number that gets cited an awful lot by uh, you know bucket shop type places that want to talk retail people into trading currencies. Yeah, you know it's the biggest market in the world. It's it's you know some sort of ridiculous number. Um, so yes, the currency market is absolutely huge. Well, my, my what's funny is is as huge as it is, you don't see um, 
violent moves in the currency market very often. It's kind of funny. Well, I mean, with the uh, oh god, I got just the right guy, and I don't, I don't want to turn him on. You like turn on the ever ready bunny. The the difference is, I think Russell, if you're a trader, oh god, Andrew, cut me off in thirty seconds. Um, when you when you trade things, especially if you trade options, when you trade things that don't move very often. The, vol- uh-huh. the, vol- <laughs> the volatility level, not, not when I say it very often, when we don't move a lot very often, your implied volatility is uh, is usually pretty low. So, which means that your 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 delta, your, your rate of change of delta, is in other words, if you have a stack that's uh, trading a hundred and it's very volatile, it's one hundred five, it's one, it's ninety five, blah blah blah. Well, and you got the hundred options. If it goes from a hundred which the delta is probably 50-ish, 51, 52. If it goes to 153, it's probably going to go to 58 or something. I mean, nothing nothing that dramatic. But if you've got something that, like, never moves, like, like a currency, and all of a sudden it moves 1% against, like, the euro, if you're, if you're short, like, any one of those strikes, your delta is going to go from, like, 50 to, like, 90, isn't it, Russell? I mean, your, oh, yeah. your hedge is... Yeah, very, hedge very, very quickly. Your hedge is dramatically different. And I, I get this weird feeling, Russell, please critique me here. For many years now, I mean, that's reason, I think reason for the rise of the Bitcoin is your central banks have been essentially inflating the currencies on a very coordinated schedule, effort, whatever you want to call it. They were always, they were seeming like they were all talking, um, that you know, and then that was a way all the all the countries of the world that we know of that we well, I won't say we care about, we care about everybody, but I mean, everybody was in the same boat. I think every central bank wanted to inflate their way out of their deficit. They they were all in the same almost like the mercantilist thing of this of the 1600s, except they were all going to do it together, which is v- by the way very very rare in history. I get the feeling now that if the Fed starts cutting rates here. And, and dares to go back to the inflation numbers that we had, I get the feeling we're going to do it alone. And that's why this dollar is starting to move all over the place. I sense, the lack, I sense a lack of coordination like we had two or three years ago. Or am I way off here, or am I, or am I into something? I, I don't know if, if, I mean, Lagarde spoke at Davos and, and, and kind of reflected what was being said by the Fed this morning. Um, yeah, but she's, she's useless. She's IMF. She's not... She's not the British Central Bank. Uh, she, I mean, she, yeah, she was just talking about what the ECB should do, um, and and said that she she expected them to be easing this summer. So, but that that's not you know that's not coordinated. That's just uh, saying that maybe they'll go in the same direction as we go. It might be her way of saying uh, you guys we, better get coordinated. I, I have I have a feeling we're going to st- we'll be cutting before the rest of the world. Uh, but it, I, I feel like we started hiking. You know. It was. Well, I'm not talking years, but maybe months that we actually started hiking uh, quicker than other parts of the world as well. So we're. Lo- I think we're ahead of schedule. Um, as far so I doubt that. And because we're ahead of schedule, and, and things are likely getting better here quicker than they are in other parts of the world, um, it's. I don't think other economies are going to have the ability to cut in coordination with us. Well, but if you if you see so, a 1% move in the currencies like yesterday, uh-huh. the, 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 my, the rarity, my, my training right, yeah. in, in international whatever, which is, I think, not as much as yours, 
tells me that there's an oopsie between central banks. There's there's some but they're not they're not they're not working with each other right now. Yeah, something or something they, or if they if they try to work together they're not agreeing on stuff right. Yeah, now. Ye- yesterday was yeah. was a cuz I don't think those guys want that kind of a move. I mean, if you if, if, if look at it this way, if you if you buy 100 shares of IBM and uh, a month from now either buy it or you decide I don't want it anymore and you sell it and you make or lose 1%. I mean, obviously you'd rather make 1%, but it's it's not it's not kind of the end of the world, but when you're talking about a transaction where you're buying and selling oil or this or that, and all of a sudden one day, it you know you you're, you're Look buying the cost goes yeah, up. Yeah, you're yeah. buying ten billion dollars worth of oil, and the next day, whatever you bought it in, it's now worth one percent, which would be what nine nine billion nine hundred million nine hundred million. God, that's a hundred million bucks. It's like a real lot of dough, right? And on what? On, on a currency move that you didn't expect. That could that could blow your whole your your whole uh, profit on the oil, couldn't it? Yeah, I mean it, it can. It, it, that's one of the reasons that that you know one of many reasons that a lot of a lot of countries around the world would like to buy and sell oil would like to use a different currency. Yeah, hey, that's uh, ex, you know that's, that's an extra risk for them. Well, yeah, assuming uh, assuming that the other currency is more stable than ours, and that's a big risk too. Mm-hmm. Reason yeah, why? Uh, what, I mean, what other currency is more st- stable than ours? None. That's I mean, as bad as we are. We're still the best. So yeah, keep keep trying to to print your own, you know, international currency and and circumvent us. It ain't gonna work. No. Hey, I got a a couple of quick stories for you since you brought up the. Uh, I want to hear Isle of Man. That's what I've all I was all excited about. Yeah, well, that's what I'm gonna tell you. This this, this gentleman, okay. uh, I was I was known as the only. At the time, I was, I guess, somewhat of a Democrat. Uh, I was the only Democrat ever invited to his house. Right? Of course, house is a bad term. It was more like a, an estate. And uh, he used Compound. to be... Uh, he was in Chandler, Arizona. And he was... Uh, other than Keating, the guy who went to jail, I think he was the second biggest developer in the Scottsdale, Phoenix area. At one point, he told me he had 53 different businesses... We were building something, and he kind of saw the handwriting on the wall back in uh, was it 2000 or something? No, it was like in the in the 90s. It was a, a resolution trust. It was late, late 80s, right? And he got rid of yeah, his, that was late 80s. Right? He got rid of as many properties as he could, and, and he was interviewed by the Wall Street Journal and said, you know, this this thing is coming down. <laughs> Savings and loans don't have any, but whatever. And the thing totally collapsed like two months later. But he managed to. His son, I think, got caught. And he had to bail his kid out, so it ended up costing him something. But I think he pretty much got out with his teeth. And, uh, and we we met him. We we did a seminar in Vegas, and uh, Alex Jacobson was teaching. You remember Alex? And uh, he said, I know that. "Yeah, I not remember him. You know him very well." And uh, so Alex is teaching, and he said, "How many people bought stock on the morning after the crash that Tuesday morning?" And this guy raises his hand. He goes, "I did." And Alex says, "Don't." No, you didn't. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I did. <laughs> he's a boy, he's a tough old boy. He was he was a uh, navigator during World War II. He got shot down. It was since like three months in a German POW. Pl- this guy's a tough old boy. And he turns out that the morning he didn't have anything in the market. And this is what what taught me one thing. And this you know, listeners can uh, either learn by this or sort of not. I don't know what you can do about it. But it it, it uh, struck me as if if you if you have the ability to make 
Do you have enough money to where you don't have to be in the market? You don't have to be anywhere. This is back when markets were all over the place, not when they you know go up every day that the Fed pushes them like they do now. Uh, if you don't have to be in anything, if you make two trades a, a year, only a real dummy or an orangutan makes a bad one, Russell. I mean, because you can wait and wait and wait till it, it's so obvious, you know. You're going to buy the Dow at 780 when I started. You know, that kind of thing. You're going to make that kind of trade. Anyway, so the guy had nothing in the market. So the day after the crash, he co- he shows up. I think he, he was a he was a broker at Merrill Lynch in Columbus, Indiana in like 1953. So he like knew the huh. markets. So he, shows up, yeah. he shows up on the front steps of the Merrill Lynch office in Scottsdale with coffee for everybody and about three dozen donuts. <laughs> and he's there before they are. He's sitting on the front porch eating donuts, drinking coffee. And uh, they let him in. What are you doing here? I'm here to buy stock. You're doing what? Look at the market. He goes, I know. I said he bought, I don't know how many, 5,000 shares of like seven or eight different stocks right on the opening the day after the crash. And by the time he left their office at noon, he had made an average of $9 a stock and sold them all out. <laughs> and, uh, but he, he ended up, he was a, a guy who really liked to trade futures and a bunch of stuff and he, he back in the I forget the machine he had it was it a it was what was the big old futures machine back in the day it was a there was one he had oh to pay a, he had to pay a fortune for the damn thing but he, he C, CQG might have been but he ended up with four different technical a- analysts back in the day there was uh there was uh what's his name Joe Granville before he got crazy uh actually had a, a fundamental thing that was really pretty good so he had Joe's fundamental thing on one page, and then he had the Fibonacci like on another one, and he had the candles. I mean, I'm not big on the stuff you know more about me, but anyway, it's like there's like four people, there's like four different schools of fundamental analysis, right? Or at least there were, and he had all four going. He paid a fortune for these all the different screens back in those days, and he was saying that he uh, uh, that all of them he was always right. He put quarter million dollars into an account. This is you know 19 whatever. And uh, which is a lot of money. And he said, I've started trading futures. The end of the year, I work my fanny to the bone. And I all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I'm always early. I always get stopped out. What's wrong with this? And he goes, oh, he's a math guy. He goes, you know, mm-hmm. he started to do some regression analysis on every one of the different places, you know, long gold, silver, cattle, uh, you know, pork bellies, every single one of the things he's trading, currencies and you name it, corn, soybeans, wheat. He said every one of them, had a different lag time. He said, if I, if I waited for all four mm-hmm. of the fundamental or the, the, the technical things, if I got a, a buy on all four of them, if it was soybeans, I'm, the, the number came out, and don't, I don't, this is so long ago, I don't remember the days. He said, soybeans, I had to wait three days. He said, with cattle, you had to wait like two weeks before. He said, I was always right, but I was always early. He said, the hardest one was the S&P, because it was like the same day, there was no there was no delay in that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so he starts making like a lot of dough, and then he decides he hated Clinton, and he had a, and his wife when he moved out there, his wife had befriended a an Indian artist. I mean, I don't know because there's a lot there's Indian reservation. I mean, there's a lot of Indians in, mm-hmm. in Arizona if you've ever been there. Like ninety percent of the state is either government owned or Indian reservations, right? The land maybe ninety two percent. It's a lot. It's, uh, it's a lot. It's a big, there, there, there's one state that's bigger, but keep going. Um, it's got to be like New Mexico, I would think. Uh, it's Oklahoma. Okay. Go ahead. All right, I, so, don't, I don't want to interrupt you. Oh, so he, 
his his wife befriends this guy, and, and he's an artist. So they got some sculptures, they got some paintings. All of a sudden, the guy starts to catch fire, and and they now have like thirty of the guy's items. And he was so he hated Clinton, he hated the government, he didn't want to pay estate taxes, right? So, because uh-huh. the story is they they will come in and, and look at your place, and they would go, that painting's worth two hundred grand, that painting's worth one eighty. He says, if you go to an estate sale and you sell it for fifty bucks, they don't adjust the number down, or at least <laughs> then they didn't. No. So he he said, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to do that. So he ends up um, selling everything, takes his personal wealth, uh, walks in. Did he tell me how you do? You walk into an embassy, and you say, I'm leaving. Here's my tax return for last year. Here's my check. I'm out of here. And uh, mm-hmm. but the weird part is, I. I he asked me, I said, I said, you don't have to do that. The guy's name was CW. I said, CW, you don't have to do that. I can find you a better way. Well, it turns mm-hmm. out, since he and his wife were both healthy, even though they were up there, I said, you, you can buy for, like, you know, 300 grand or something, which is not a lot for him. I said, you can buy, like, a $15 million life insurance policy or $10 million. The trick is, when the IRS showed up and they said, you owe this just to be able to write him a check out of life insurance yeah. and have him go. Because they, I guess they are total bleeps about the, the best. The best story, though. Well, then he ends up becoming a, a citizen of the Isle of Man with residency at Bermuda. So he's got to be in Bermuda. You can still come back to the U.S. I'm thinking 90 or 120 days a year. Plus, he had he had three islands up in Canada in the Bay of the Islands, so he could go there for another 120 days, which is as long as the ice was off the water. So he was pretty well set. Didn't really have to be in the Isle of Man very long. Uh, during the year, but he ended up having to get his driver's license in Bermuda, and all of a sudden, you know, anyway, just kind of he didn't he couldn't have anything here. He couldn't have a, couldn't have a brokerage account here or anything. So he he pulled everything out, which is sad because I really liked the guy. And oh, by the way, he was one hell of an account. Uh, but the best story ever, some some guy had a remember when the, the Peregrine Falcons were considered uh, um, what's what's the term endangered or whatever, and you couldn't couldn't have one or you couldn't yeah. Well, some yeah. guy. There, there's evidently this world-renowned taxidermist, and I, you know I'm not big on stuffing animals. I mean that's that's why I can't get warm and fuzzy about Teddy Roosevelt. He used to go out and shoot stuff and and stuff it. He had like a gazillion stuffed birds that he go out and shoot. And I'm like, I, I can't shoot a bird and stuff the damn thing. I mean it's just not me. Anyway, it's just, it's just creepy. It's just creepy. And uh, so yeah. anyway, this guy and it wasn't it wasn't my buddy. It was some guy had a peregrine falcon that was stuffed by this uh, world-renowned taxidermist. So the IRS comes in and they see this thing. Now, if something's endangered, you maybe know more about this than Russell. Evidently, you can't even if it's stuffed, you still can't sell it to anybody. So you can't you can't. So it's trade. got no value. It's got no value. It's got no value because you can't trade it to anybody. Yeah. So the yeah. IRS says that a guy, and this was a big article in the Wall Street Journal. IRS says that a guy, we got that thing worth like 150 grand because it's. One of the last things that you know Joe Schmo taxidermist did before he croaked. The guy goes, I can't sell it for anything. What are you talking about? Like 150 grand or 120? We don't care. That's what it's worth. What <laughs> I can't sell it. Hey, I don't know. How, I don't know how that was ever resolved. But they were in court. IRS would not would not let up on the guy. And, and he's like, I can't. But if he who sold did, it, if did, he sold did, it, he could go to jail. Make, who did he make mad? I, they they come in and you know they they well you know they used to they've got tapes of Nixon talking about getting the IRS to go after people and stuff like that. He must have really pay, he must have made somebody mad. 
I I think you know <laughs> I've never I've never heard of anybody getting a walk around audit. But then again, I don't know anybody no, with, with that I, kind I of. I haven't either, and that's uh, you know that 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 that's some kind of. He really must have made somebody. He made the wrong person mad. Well, he was convinced that because you know, I, I, have you ever heard of there? There's a Howard Hughes years and years and years and years ago uh, had a big plot of land out west, and they wanted to. Uh, they wanted the the government wanted to run a highway, like just along, like just right along the edge of part of his property, and you know, and and he responded with a uh, with an F U. Yeah. As far as taking my, and they ended up putting it right through the middle of it. So I, I did. I feel like he must have really made the wrong IRS person mad if they came to his house. Well, well, but, that. But, Oh, you mean the guy with the yeah? But I don't know what level. But I, you know, I have a hell of a lot of family members, obviously, that have died and so forth, and friends. I don't know of anybody who. Well, I don't. Know, I don't know of anybody who is that renowned. I mean, I have to believe that if you know, I don't want to say, like if if, if one of the Pritzkers or somebody died and they were they were world renowned uh, art collectors or something. Does the IRS still? I bet they might show up for them. I mean, they're not going to show up for me. Well, but yeah, uh, I was—I'm thinking of Ken Griffin because you know when he was uh, when he was in Chicago and lived on top. You know, had the top floor of—I can't remember which hotel building it is. But um, there were rumors that he had thirty million worth of artwork in his place. Yeah, and 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 I know somebody that that had that had been in the place, and they said, "Oh no." It's easily a hundred to two hundred. Wow! <laughs> and and in a situation like that, uh, you know, the IRS might show up and appraise everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what makes them all those experts. This this just um, you know, the, 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 it, it, I, I severely doubt. And gosh, let's hope this is not not the case. But yeah, they are hiring a whole lot. They, Biden wanted to hire a whole lot of new IRS agents. I, I hope that's not. The purpose behind the new IRS agent. Well, it surely isn't go, going towards. Uh, yeah. By the way, I, I have a question for you. I mean, Dan, Dan Rastinkowski, oh. as we talked about earlier, his simple solution to the capital gains thing. Why doesn't anybody want my solution to the uh, corporate taxing problem? Why not just make the tax rate for corporations the same as it is for people? And oh, by the way, if you pay out a dividend, you deduct it. Don't pay on it. Let the person who gets it, if the person's destitute, the person pays nothing. Let, let let only only pay once, but pay the real rate. I've got it. You know what? I'm going to explore this one for you. You've brought it up multiple times, and I'm going to go talk to a couple of smarter academics than myself and get back to you on it. That'd be cool if you had somebody. I'm sorry, that, you know why not? Because because typically there's there there's a reason behind these things. We've just got to, you know, you, know, you just got to dig a little bit. Well, the reason might not be one that we like. That the reason why they keep it like it is. It's, it won't be one that we like. Well, we, you wouldn't have. I don't think you would have a Warren Buffett situation. You wouldn't have an Apple. There'd be no reason to have, you know, ninety billion dollars in a place. Um, if if there were, they'll tell you the reason why they don't pass it out is because it's double taxed. That's exactly yeah. what they'll tell you. So I'm saying let's get rid of the double tax. Yeah. No, I. Um, you know, if if. Bond interest is, and, and the, the deal is, it, it, and I do teach, I, I teach corporate finance probably more than anything else these days. And um, corporate finance, the, uh, the, if, if a company issues bonds, uh, they get a tax break on the bond coupons that they pay. 
they do not get a tax break on dividends that are paid to shareholders. Um, like it, it, it's after tax, right? Taxes, and then they can pay out the dividends, and then we got to pay tax on the dividends as well, which just kind of you know that double taxation reaches a, a ridiculous. That's just a ridiculous amount of money. Well, sure it is. Um, but it, the, but it, the people yeah. like Warren Buffett want a reason to not give you your money. Yeah, it it uh, it does help them with the uh, you know we're we're going to hang on to this cash for you. Um, I do I do like the, and I know they they've talked about getting rid of the uh uh corporate buyback thing. I yeah. do think corporate buybacks are are you know as long as you're going to double tax dividends, you should allow um corporate buybacks. I I just wonder what the motivation is for that is. Um anyway, hey uh since we got the tor- well, it's, it's we, the, we got the, the cold government to get money. We we we, <laughs> we got the cold weather tortoise report. How the Frenchie like the Audrey's little mate. The Frenchie and the Beagle are uh, the the three of us are occupi- occupying about square feet of Rhodes Manor right now together. Um, so uh, the Frenchie's doing very well. She does not like the cold. So she heads out so and heads back she's in. Doing she's out. Fine. She's it's a forty five second trip outside. If that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just. Dug a little path for her. She does her thing, comes back in, and but but she's she's hanging with us. Good for her. Good for her. You take care of yourself. Are you where were you here? Are you there? I, I well, I was supposed to be down there, but uh, the person that I go down there with and I decided that uh, the last thing in the world that we wanted was for a car to break down halfway between here and IU and us freeze to death in the car. So well, that's why we, uh, that's why they have like a couple things, of blankets. We're doing things online this week. They yeah, have, they have blankets and cell phones for things like that. Just saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, you should. We, we the the professor that I go back and forth with, um, they have a whole. They they bought a whole kit from Costco just in case. When I think of, uh, we used to drive skiing, and we'd be in the middle of the night on some road in Idaho or someplace. No cell phone, a '73 Jeep. Uh, of course, you had all your ski <laughs> stuff with you, so you had enough clothes. And yeah, not not a soul. I mean, the, the things drifting over, and you, and it's three in the morning, and no, nobody had a care. It was just, God, were we nuts or what, or or whatever? I don't know. Or people now are too careful. I don't know what's which is which, but uh, I can't believe the, the the junks we used to drive out there, and mostly mine. But uh, it had four wheel drive though. Had, we had that going for us. You know, just saying. <laughs> Uh, Russell, take care of yourself, buddy. Say, say hello to everybody. SP Futures not on 31. It's the lowest we've seen it. Uh, NASDAQ down 144, definitely the lows uh, so far, or maybe we'll come back up. Back tomorrow, Stocks and Jocks. Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI ProDirect. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex, offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. HomeSource Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. CairoMed. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. DAX Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968.